0: Greetings, greetings, welcome everybody to uh, Live Courageously, podcast show number four of 2022, and the 20th show since I started in, um, uh, since when did I start? A year ago, 2022. So anyway, I chose the title of this show, Live Courageously, because that's been the conscious theme of my life for the last two years, since the beginning of the pandemic in 2020, and an unconscious theme of my life for most of my life. And if you haven't seen the previous uh, 19 podcasts with some of my amazing friends sharing their powerful stories of overcoming all odds and going on to live their best lives, you can watch them on John Duffy Live Courageously YouTube channel. And this show is about faith over fear. I mean, I believe fear is a reaction uh, and it's a human reaction, but courage is a choice. And I suggest that you choose consciously choose courage to get through life and to deal with whatever life may throw at you in the future. Somebody put up a a meme one time that I I really think is kind of very uh, good and kind of fits into the the nature of the show. And it talks about the six types of courage, physical courage, social courage, moral courage, emotional courage, intellectual courage, and spiritual courage. And I think uh, all those types of courages are courages that we can use in life and and are important to use in those areas of our life. And so my guest today, um, I believe uh, Mandy captures uh, all those types of courage, and that's what's needed to live a good life in these crazy times. So let me introduce you today to my guest, my friend, and a producer on two feature films recently that she hired me on to line produce and to be part of her team. And uh, Mandy June Turpin is a producer, an actor, a director based in Los Angeles. She holds a degree in theater, film, and television from the University of California, Los Angeles. Her producing credits include the feature films, *Merry Kiss Camp, streaming on Hulu now, and an award-winning film, Sunny Days, and the hilarious dark comedy, Jess Plus None. Um, Mandy is also in pre-production on a feature film, Fleury, written and directed by Michael Young, based on seven-time NHL all-star Theo Fleury. And he, uh, looking for group is another uh, film of hers, a coming of age comedy set in the world of video games. And also, just she completed another film, Body Language, that she produced from the creators of The Conjuring and Annabelle, and that was also filmed in uh, Minnesota. Additional producing credits include the award winning pilot series Doxed, written and directed by Elaine Lowe, the award winning 10 episode series Uncorked a web series in which she wrote, produced, and directed. Clearly, you can tell, multi-multi-talented. And her acting credits include many from Four Good Days, directed by Rodrigo Garcia, and starring Glenn Close and Mila Kunis. Um, Ready Players One, directed by Steven Spielberg. Powder Blue, starring Forrest Whitaker and Jessica Biel. The Sunday Horse, starring Ving Rames, Nikki Reed, and William Shatner. And The Perfect Family, starring... Kathleen Turner. TV credits including uh, include um, recurring guest star roles on Heathers, uh, Jane the Virgin, The Bridge, Nashville, Rebel, in addition to guest roles on such shows as 9-11, Chicago Med, Bull, Hawaii Five-0, Chicago Med, Parenthood, NCIS, The Closer, The Fosters, Grey's Anatomy, Burn Notice, Longmere, The Fosters, House MD, Lost. Twenty-four and Criminal Minds and the hysterically funny web series, the fifth out now on YouTube. Wow! Um, so as a as 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 a mouthful. Um, <laughs> welcome, 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 Mandy uh, to Live Courageously.
1: <laughs> Thank you for having me. That makes me sound really old,
0: <laughs> <laughs> or, or or just very very busy, uh, <laughs> which you clearly have been and continue to be. So you know uh, one. Uh, question i asked always two questions of the guests when i start out my first question is usually do you remember the first time we met oh my and gosh was it on
1: it was on um the feature film sunday horse um i remember um getting cast and very quickly having to go to atlanta and i remember the first day it was one of the first days they um you guys were filming and um I met you and Ronnie and instantly it was like, I was instantly there was this warmth on the set and it was just this most amazing um, welcoming feeling to this movie that I spent five weeks in Atlanta working on. And, um, and it was wonderful. And I remember, (laughs) I remember the first day um, we had a little bit of a a, a situation with one of the riders and the horse and a horse. And I remember looking over at you guys thinking, Oh yikes and very calmly and just composed you guys go it's all right get back up on the horse we're making a movie and let's go and I was like okay here we go and so it was it was uh it was a wonderful experience the first time I met you so
0: well I'm gonna great. put up real quick and then I, if you don't mind I'm gonna because because you you played a great role in the movie and you had a character that was like uh, <laughs> We're just an, uh, amazing. So, I'm going to ch- throw up a quick trailer, but let me just show some quick pictures so people get an idea. And, like you said, here's a picture of uh, Bing, you with Ving Rames. Um, Brunette. Uh, I, remember that one? <laughs> yeah. Different hair
1: color, but same person.
0: <laughs> yes, indeed. And that, th- this is in the stands yep. um, with, with William Shatner. Uh, here's another one after uh, when we uh, screened it with the director, uh, Vic Armstrong. And the woman that it was about, and then your hair color changed on that one. Yeah. Uh, that, was, that was a little bit later. And so I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna play real quick that uh, trailer because you you have a great part in it, and and I just want to share that because, like you said, we met on that in that uh, moment when that uh, actress got thrown from the horse. Of course, we all freaked internally, but <laughs> externally it looked like we were very calm because we had to be. And we rushed out into it and we dealt with it (laughs) and solved the problem and everything went smooth. And it was kind of like that throughout the whole movie. It was, uh, it was challenging (laughs) at times, I must admit. So let me, let me. um,
1: You know, really quick before you do that, that's one of the things that impressed me so much about you guys was, you know, especially now producing and I was, I was not producing at the time, just how amazing an experience it was and how, everyone was having such a great time and, and the movie seemed to be going so well and not knowing kind of what was going on behind closed doors of the screen and how much you guys had to deal with as producers, but you never, um, you never let on to anybody else outside of your circle between you and Ronnie and maybe your line producer, or I'm sorry, maybe your first AD. But that to me was such a, um, was such an inspiration as a producer just to realize that, you know, No matter what you're dealing with, the show must go on Um, and and make sure that everybody around is taken care of. And I think that was kind of the first um, real experience that I had watching a producer do kind of what I hope to do uh, in the future. And that was great. So I appreciate
0: that. Ronnie Klemmer, who you mentioned, was clearly my partner. I've done a couple of movies with him, fantastic and just an all around amazing human being. So, yeah, it was such an honor for me to work with him again on that movie and, and have you part of it. So, let me throw up this real quick uh, so people can uh, take a look at this um, screen and uh, we will get that going. And uh, I think you can see it. Up, uh, can you see it up there? I can't, no. You can't. OK, let me see if I can. Um, OK, because you got to share it, right? Oh, <laughs> it there you go. All right, here we go.
1: Sandra runs the farm here. You'll do whatever she wants, be it training a horse, hauling hay. I'm not
0: afraid of hard work, Mr. Valentine. Welcome to the family, Debbie. Please, let miss you, Please, I'm a years away from being impressed by you you can learn a lot from riding a horse you can learn just as much from watching someone else show jumping is not for the masses that's why they invented roller derby she is why they invented roller derby now listen if you wanted to ride you'd have found a way know those horses you could get for a couple grand maybe even less and you could make them competitive if i can find a horse train me if you're so convinced i have a gift help me develop it all right then you serious we'll see how serious you prove to be Source, we're meant to be together. I, I would like to this horse. Whoa! No. This is my mother, Bobby. I brought her to
1: meet the evangelist. That's what I'm going to name him, you know. A grand.
0: Fifteen missing, that's all she wrote.
1: Uh-uh. No man's going to be able to ride her. Oh, for God's sakes, Kenneth, just write the man a check.
0: Debbie Wolf to win the Washington International Cup.
1: Debbie! Is Debbie going to be all right? There seems to be some paralysis of
0: the left side.
1: I have to stay at Trinity.
0: Why? You go and get yourself almost killed. The
1: evangelist needs me. I need him.
0: It's not like you're ever going to ride again.
1: I will ride again. We got Sunday Horse written all over us, and we're going to show him. We're going to show him how it's done. Take this turn. You're only going to give yourself two strides to get to that final fence. With your condition, you cannot risk another fall.
0: You changed my life. I won't ever forget what you've done for me.
1: After almost dying, after learning to walk again, after all of us telling her she should
0: quit, right, let's go show them how no chance girl and the last chance to get it done.
1: Our girl is competing again, and we're going to support her. Oh, I love that movie.
0: <laughs> yes, in, indeed. Right. I mean, and yeah, you know, I'm gonna pivot a second and come back to that. But there's a great line that you have in there that we always remember. Your character's line. <laughs> uh, do you want to you want to share it? Because <laughs> we always may enjoy because it, 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 uh, it's powerful.
1: I think I turned around to him and I said, uh, "You're looking at a woman who didn't cry when Old Yeller got shot." <laughs> <laughs>
0: Exactly. You were the tough uh, owner of this bond, the tough owner of all these horses. But you personally, I mean, besides, you know, uh, playing such a great role in the movie and us becoming friends and getting to know you um, because of it. And obviously that friendships continued throughout the years. You were somebody who's been involved in equestrian uh, personally. So tell us a little bit about that. I mean, you're you know, you were not somebody who just faked it for the part. You you had a real experience in your life as a equestrian writer yourself.
1: Oh, gosh, yeah. Um, I think as early as I can remember, probably seven, eight. Um, you know, my dad was in the military for a long time, and we lived down in San Diego, uh, in well, in San Diego County. And uh, he worked on Camp Pendleton, and they had a stable there. And, um, you know, back in the day, uh, you know, us latchkey kids... Um, you know, I get dropped off at the barn in the morning and my mom and dad would go to work during the summer. And after work, they would pick me up and it would be, you know, there'd be a bunch of kids um, that experienced that. And we would, I mean, we literally were at the barn for like eight hours in the summertime. Um, It was wonderful. We, we kind of grew up around them. We knew, you know, we, we learned, you know, how wonderful these animals were, how therapeutic they were, Um, and, um, which is, which is very ironic because, um, you know, having horses at the equestrian center in Burbank, um, William Shatner had, um, a program there, um, that he helped, uh, you know, kids with, um, with disabilities, with, uh, you know, riding and stuff on, and that was a wonderful, uh, you know, program that he had just to show how amazing horses, you know, are for humans. I mean, they do, uh, inner city programs with the horses. They do, I know they do, um, uh, disabled vets. They do all kinds of, of different things with, with horses. And I think, um, you know, just having them and having that experience at such a young age and just, you know, there's nothing like being on the Hill overlooking Los Angeles with just you and your horse going, Oh my God, like I live in Los Angeles. I'm, Working in the entertainment industry, I'm, I mean, it's just, it's the most amazing feeling. And, and, um, and so I was really grateful for it, you know, these last 20 odd years. So, well, you yeah. know, what, and you're right.
0: I mean, um, William Shatner and his wife had done all that uh, uh, equine therapy with veterans over at your um, barn over in Burbank. And, and he talked about that with us when we were down there, but you know, what was special about that? I would say that movie for me, I did a lot of movies up until that point. But that movie was one of the most special ones because it was based on a true story. And it was based on a true story of a woman who overcame all the odds, who did yeah. never gave up, who had that courage within her that when she should have quit, uh, she didn't quit. When they, everybody told her to quit, she she just kept going. When the doctors told her, you can't write anymore, she just made believe she didn't hear them because she was determined against all odds to have find the courage within her and to do it. And so for all of us to kind of come together uh, yourself and me and Ronnie and Vic, you know, it, it kind of echoed who we want to be and who we are in our lives. So I think you represent that because, you know, out of that little movie that brought us together um, and mm-hmm. told that great story of overcoming, you know, your life then continued to go yeah. into the direction of recreating yourself and going from acting to producing. And and so, but before we jump into the the jump forward, tell us a little bit about the acting, because you've had such a amazing acting career being in, oh, I mean, I, I just got tired reading all the the shows (laughs) you were in, but you know, what was that like for you? And what was that experience going through that for so many years of your life?
1: Well, the funny thing is if, um, if you talk to anybody in high school, they were like, you're an actor. That's so weird. I mean, I wanted to be a lawyer. Like that was, I remember looking, I remember coming to my mom one day and saying, yeah, I think I want to start being a lawyer, and she goes, Mandy, the world has enough lawyers, and I'm like, oh, I think I kind of want to do that. And then just the way that my my life kind of um, changed out of high school, you know, going um, to Northern California, meeting all of my friends um, up there, and then being in uh, school up there, and having a professor say, well, you know, if you want to be in, you know, you want to be a trial lawyer, you know, an acting class is great, and all of a sudden I got the bug and then I decided I transferred to UCLA, met um, my wonderful best friends that I've had forever. Antonia Bath, Grace Lee. Um, And, and then um, it just kind of started and, and I loved it. And I, I, and I I never want to say that acting is a therapy, but I remember doing a play one time called the marriage of Bet and Boo. And um, it was a, a theater up in Northern California. And I remember walking out of the theater and this, this this elderly gentleman came up to me and he goes oh my god you know um I'm taking this class at the junior college and they they told us to go to theater and I I this was the first time I went to live theater and you made me laugh and you made me cry I, I didn't understand the play but I just enjoyed it so much and I I stopped in my tracks and I was like oh my god you mean you can like evoke emotion in people and you can have them escape for a night well I love this this is great I'm gonna yeah. help people and and then I just kind of went from there and then I transferred to UCLA and uh, started there in their theater, film and television department, um, had some great professors, left there, um, didn't work as an actor for a long time just because like when you leave college and you're not really sure what's going on. And I did a lot of interning um, in casting and met a lot of wonderful, amazing people because I believe casting is the backbone to this, um, this industry. Um, and then um just started working and then got a great manager. Uh I think he was an agent at the time, Todd Justice. And um and then I just started acting and I started taking workshops and I started, you know, and again, I, I believe actors are those interesting human beings where it's kind of like, you know, Nikki in a Sunday horse, you fall off that horse so many times and you have to get back up, and you have to get back up because it is one of the fir- the one of the only industries that you can hear no n- not only just once a day but like two and three times a day or if you you know if you're lucky enough to have these auditions and so for me i felt so blessed to be able to work so much as i did but it wasn't easy and you know i i did a lot of work to get there and um a lot of classes a lot of workshops a lot of you know um volunteering a lot of internships a lot of that kind of Thing, just trying to learn the business. And, um, so I consider myself very blessed and, and I had, a, you know, I have great teams, you know, um, I mentioned Todd I'm with clear talent right now, they're great. They are very supportive. Um, and again, I met some amazing casting directors in my, you know, in my, uh, career that I've, that internship that I worked in their office, that I got to learn a lot of stuff, you know, um, and, and even train casting, you know, I mean, that was, you know, and I, so that was a really interesting um, perspective on that business and just realizing that, you know, it is one of those businesses where, you know, even now I have friends that go, my kid wants to, be. I'm like, it's a lot of work. I'm not, I'm not going to, not going to lie to you. It's, you know, it's, it's a, it's a mental marathon. Um, but when you can do it, it's great. Um, and, and, so- you
0: know, I think that, you know, uh, Lessons from it, obviously, you you just kind of stressed and talked about is, you know, the amount of rejection you get. And depending on how many auditions you get, it can be a lot more than than otherwise. But being able to handle rejection, to keep going, to stay strong when basically it doesn't look positive for you. And like you said, when you tell friends and people who want to get into it. And those are the lessons I think you learned for your life, you know, uh, not giving up. You know, being determined and putting in the work. Because if you don't put in the work and you just expect it to happen, well, it's not going to happen. Um, right. just, unless you, miracle, you get lucky. But most people, you know, that it isn't that how it works. You put in the work. You get due to training. You get good at it. You you push yourself. You get out there and you hustle to get the work. And I know you in your career, you hustled nonstop to get to work. You were uh, a force of nature because, you know, people sometimes think, well, I got an agent. My agent will get it for me. Eh, good luck with that. Right. You have to do so much. It's on you. It's your life. It's you and having the uh, strength to keep going. So tell us a little bit about that. because Well, think- you know,
1: it's really funny. And um, and I do. And, and, you know, it's taken me a long time. I just had a conversation with, um, with a friend the other day on a hike saying it's taken me a long time to be unapologetic about how hard I've worked and where I'm, where I am right now. Um, But I'll tell you, you know, um, sometimes, sometimes working as hard as you do and, and it it also hurts some relationships and the idea that, um, you know, sometimes you have to let people do their jobs, um, you know, and that's another thing you just brought up the agent thing. Um, You know, it, it's, it's hard to, to realize that in this business you have so many people that are um, are the shepherds of your career. Um, because not only do you have to have an, an agent or a manager, um, but then you have the casting, you have all these doors that need to be opened, but then you have directors and you have producers and you have all this stuff. So I think what, I think going through all that experience made me a better producer because I understand that you're on my set right now. I know how hard it was to get there. Now it also on the flip side, <laughs> makes me um less of the producer that's like i guess and i i I, i'm I'm hesitating to say this but not so much an actor's producer because i know that if you're there there are a lot of other people that could be here too but you're we're lucky to be there and you have to treat it that way and if you don't um then you're not only disrespecting the, the project but you're also disrespecting my grips and my gaffers and my transpo and my you know, my line producers and my, my ADs, because, you know, it is a difficult business and there are a lot of people that want to do it, that work very hard, that aren't where you are right now. So, so that also put that in my heart going, be grateful, you know, work hard, but you have to be grateful because, because it, it is about being in the right place at the right time. And sometimes working, you know, as Larry Bird, and I'm sure somebody else said it before him, the harder you work, the luckier you are. Um, mm-hmm. It's a huge thing, you know, even in sports, you know, so um, so I think that's I think that's what taught me. You know, that was my dad, you know, who said, you know, there's always going to be somebody better than you. And um, so you either show up and 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 stake your place or you sit in the, you know, the bleachers and watch. So um, so I think that that's really important to me
0: and you so you did all this great act and all those lessons and i think the lessons that you're sharing about that are, are great and the gratitude is important too because you you've been on different sides of the business not just one side so you got to see you know what it is and, and gratitude is such an important thing for yeah. all of us to understand because it takes a team to do it and and you know that now as a producer but when did you you know after all that act and all that great experience obviously you had plenty of uh, opportunities to continue just doing that and not pivot but you chose to pivot and start to produce projects. What, t- what took you there and take us on that journey?
1: Um, well, I, um, I, I had breast cancer in, in my early thirties and um, I had gotten married and literally um, like a year later. And so I decided to take a little time off of acting just because, you know, going through, um, you know, and I was lucky, you know, I, I didn't have to go through all the chemo and stuff that some other people did. So again, I'm feel very blessed about that. Um, But I started, you know, doing more things on set and I worked on a a show called luck and it was Michael Mann, David Milch. um, And I remember being there one day and in this conversation kind of peripherally and, um, and I'm listening and listening. And then I kind of was saying something and I kind of caught myself because I'm standing around all these big producers and stuff like that. And, you know, I get a glance from from uh, Michael and and he kind of just smiled. And and so that kind of and then one day he says to me, um, you know, you're you sound like a producer. And I was like, I'm an actor. He's, oh, <laughs> you sound like a, I'm an actor. And then uh, he goes, yeah, OK, well. And then, you know, just kind of watching then then that pro- progressed into being on other shows behind the scenes and stuff. And then I was like, wow, I can hire my friends and I can. I can give people jobs and I can, you know, I can help people and I can teach people. And it just all of a sudden became this like amazing thing. And then when I started getting projects, you know, friends going, hey, do you want to produce this? And, you know, I did a web series that you had mentioned earlier called Uncorked with with um, five other women. And, um, and I was lucky enough to write and direct on that. And, you know, we all kind of wrote episodes and direct uh, some of us directed. And it was an unbelievable experience. It had its highs and it had its real lows. But when it was all done, I looked around at these women and I was like, look what we're doing. And then Elaine Lowe gave, came to me and we did this um, this little uh, web series called "Doxed," And it was so wonderful and Elaine was so amazing. And we want, we took it to the Duluth Film Festival. And um, we won the comedy part of the, the festival and I fell in love with Duluth. And right away then I was like, I want to produce. Just because I loved the idea of this team atmosphere. And, and, you know, and, and again, and I don't know if I can say that I was, um, I was ignorant to the actual um, progress or the progression of, of being a producer. But I just, just so excited about the idea of, of, you know, inception to, you know, it was just this wonderful idea of like being in this, this team sport of creating something. And then, um, and then it just kind of went from there. I kept continuing to act because, you know, we all need to make a, a living and, and, you know, and then I did, um, sunny days with Jason wilds, um, and Michael beach and, um, and, and then I just did another one just plus none with, uh, with Mandy Fabian and Patrick Fabian. And then I, Started producing for Fox Mar Vista, and um, and it's that's kind of where I am today. Uh, and and it was just this wonderful kind of transition from acting to um, to producing.
0: And, and with the with that journey, like you said, you, you 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 know, you you took on another identity. You went from no, I'm an actor to uh oh, I'm a producer now. And then you know, and part of it was you know, trying to give uh, friends an opportunity. And then you mentioned Duluth, and I want to go a little bit further, but I want to show the trailer for Mary Kiss Cam because it was, and we'll talk about it because it was such a great experience. And then (laughs) I'm going to pivot back to some of your other journey beyond the film industry. But I'd love to put this up because I think it was such a fun experience and you kind of championed it. You brought it to dilute you you know you brought this passion for dilute passion for film in there and you brought all that to it so let let the audience take a look at this and then we'll, we'll you can share some stories about it uh give me a sec and here we go folks fans always have
1: what do you get if Santa goes down the chimney when the fire is lit? Uh, Crisp That <laughs> Girl that came in last night. The Pinot Drinker you were drooling over? When are you guys going to get married? Okay, slow down. He was wearing a moose t-shirt and he smelled like beer. That's a Minnesota sex symbol for most women around here. <laughs> you seem to become a big in this town. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not laughing. You guys are really blaming this on me? Yes! yes! You know how to kick a guy when he's down. I
0: told you, you had to go screw it up. Sorry, bud.
1: Wow. Show canceled. Wait, sh- show canceled? Why didn't you tell me? BB? It's you? Well, I- Falling for me, huh? my head over heels in love. <laughs> <laughs> it entered a plea of not guilty murder of Duke graduate student Abhijit Mahato of UNC. Oh, is that sorry? That's that, not part of the, that's not part of Mary Kiss Cam. <laughs> no, it's not. You know what this
0: is? I'm going to have to cut it there. Um, that is th- the news from that station in Duluth and oh. they cut into my thing. Um, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll stop it there, but we saw enough of uh, Mary Kiss Cam. Unfortunately, the station cut into that. That's weird. Um, but anyway, so that, Mary Kisscam, you, you you went, you won a, a contest in Duluth. You fell in love with this town in, in Minnesota, and you decided to take a story that was set in Chicago, turn it into a story in Duluth. And Mary Kiss Cam, and I, I, I can't show the rest of it. It's fantastic. It's on Hulu. Watch it, and you'll you'll really enjoy it. It's a great, it's a love story to Duluth. Um, but but tell us how you championed that and why you fought against all the odds to bring it there, and what that experience was like for you.
1: Um, you know, it's so funny because uh, it happened very quickly. It was like one day I was not producing and the next day I'm like, honey, I think I'm taking a movie to Duluth. Um, you know, it's funny. We went to the Catalyst Film Festival and um, and one with Doxxed and I met Ricky McManus and Philip and uh, Gilpin and, um, and it was wonderful. Beautiful little city, um, you know, pre-pandemic 2019, right on Lake Superior. And then the pandemic happened, and then we went back with another project um, after the pandemic and met Sherry Marshik also. And I just fell in love with it. And, you know, my first intention was to take Flurry, which is based on Theo Flurry, the hockey movie that I was that I'm partnering with Michael Young. And then I started kind of realizing, wow, there's a lot of opportunity here, beautiful locations. They're super accommodating so wonderful the the women are and and everybody there are just amazing and so they gave me the script for Chicago I said um is there any way we can change it to you know uh Duluth and use you know college hockey and and um everybody was very accommodating at um at Marviston Fox and said sure so we you know this we landed we, we we scouted in April where there was snow and um and we went back in um may and we made a movie and it aired on hulu i mean as you remember it was a very quick 15 days um it was a marathon if 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 there ever was one um but it was wonderful you know lisa france is the director we you know we hired a lot of local people which was wonderful kyle mo the um dp sherry anderson you know curtis curtis anderson we were able to hire so many wonderful local people and that made it happen um you know, I wish I there's just a litany of people, Keeley Jelenew. I mean, you know, it's just there's so many wonderful people there that want to have production come and make an economic impact in their little city that it just made it easy as a decision to go on and try to bring as much production to Minnesota as we possibly can. So that's kind of how that happened.
0: But, well, you know, I, I mean, I think the thing, too, was it was such a great experience. And then it gets better. Because, I mean, it was, making it was amazing. Uh, it was such a great experience working with you on it. 15 days, which for people who don't work in the industry, that is like, that's like a second. It should, I mean, you don't make movies in 15 days usually. So, And we had three days of ice hockey. And, and
1: locations. And <laughs> and, the,
0: and the stuff Mandy put together all behind the scenes to make this all happen with the team. It was fantastic. Um and so we you know, we pull this movie off, everybody does a great job, we have a great movie, and next thing it's on Hulu. And so we leave, we come back to LA, and then I'm like, okay, Mandy's like, we're gonna go back and do some more. I'm like, yeah, 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 sure, okay, whatever. And then a, a couple of months later, Mandy's calling me saying, we're going back to Duluth to do another movie. <laughs> so we get to go back, but to stay with this one, we end up getting to screen um, Mary Kiss Camp in Duluth, on the big screen for the people there, while we're making the second movie, I mean, it's it, it's pretty magical, and Duluth's a pretty magical place. But go ahead, you take it from there.
1: No, it was. And you know, it was funny because I think this happened so quickly that we were like, you know, um, Neil Elman and Lisa, and I, especially during the when we were doing the post, um, you know, didn't realize how supportive Duluth was going to be. I mean, you know, all the interviews, all the you know, how exciting they are to have production there. Um, and how much PR the people of Duluth did to, you know, to support this movie. And, you know, it was so wonderful just to be in a place where it was so celebrated and everybody, you know, and, and we did. It was a love letter to, to Duluth. We used all the locations. We, you know, Carmody's, you know, Eddie Gleason, we, we used the bar. We didn't change the name. We actually changed the name of the character in the script to match the bar, um and you know and we used local uh local businesses so it again it takes me back to it's a team sport and what we're really doing is you know the economic impact that we're having on these smaller towns is amazing and I think that's what you know um is is exciting to to work on these movies
0: you know and the other thing I think what you're saying too it's all that Mandy and then the um atmosphere that you created and that we all got to participate and support was, you know, coming back and doing body language and doing the second movie there, Thriller, which mentioned in the opening, you know, all the crew that worked with us on the first one wanted to come back and work with us on the second one, because we, we treated people and we built relationships with people that was appreciative and grateful for the team. And you brought that spirit to it. So when people, you know, when we came back, it wasn't like, you know, we had a hard time finding people, uh, even though sometimes that is a challenge. Uh It was people wanted to work with us because, you you know, you left a good uh, atmosphere with them. And that's what happened. So we were able to come back and do it successfully a second time as well.
1: Well, you know, and that's, you know, I, I think being on so many different sets and and having so many pe- so many different people um, as examples, you know, it's funny. Um I think body language presented a couple more uh, obstacles that we had to deal with that I'd never dealt with on on movies. And, and it was just one of those things that when I laid my head on the pillow at night, it was kind of like, okay, we made it through another day. Everybody was great, everything. And it was just, and, and I did feel like it's always that team atmosphere. You know, the joke was on set is that if anybody came to us and said, we've got a problem, our first thing was, did anybody die? No. Then we can make anything work. We can fix anything. Don't worry about it. Um, and you know, and it was funny because I, that was always a thing that I I'm so proud of all of our team. You, AJ, you know, um, Judd, Ryan, when he worked on Mary Kiss Cam, um, was we never we never said we never yelled, we never screamed, we never um, we never got mad at people for any of the mistakes that that were made you know because a lot of times they're mistakes because they've never done it before and I think that was that's kind of the exciting part too about Minnesota is not that they haven't had production there because they have a lot of production and stuff but some of the people that we got to work with this was the first time that they were on set and you know and then at the very end of the day when it comes down and you're getting notes in the mail going oh my god you guys all changed my life I didn't know what I wanted to do and now I know what I want to do and this is and just setting an example for that is that we can do that in this business. And, you know, in any business, I'm sure it's, you know, it's difficult and you you run up against people that aren't always the best team players. But that's, I think, what we pride ourselves on with our team that we created was we did that, you know. And we wanted people to know that, look, this is a new thing for people. This is very quick. We want to be able to help, uh, you know, kind of foster that kind of, um, you know, filmmaker team effort in uh, in what we did. And I think that's what made it so wonderful that people wanted to come back, you know.
0: Absolutely. Well, you know, I we could talk about this and we could talk about both movies. I mean, the experiences we have for, you know, much more than this show, but, and I'd like to, um, but I also want to kind of go in a different direction because, you know, besides all the glitz and glamour of, and I call it glitz and glamour being a little bit, um, funny about that but the glitz and glamour of you know acting and producing and all that stuff there's another side to mandy and i've you know had a chance by working with her uh, especially on these last two films to get to know the other side and i and the courageous side in many other aspects because sometimes people just see one side of us or one part of us one identity and they don't know there's a lot more uh, of who we are and i i love because the show is about courage love to bring some of that out and you kind of mentioned one piece of it. And then I want to go into some other stuff that you do that not everybody knows or some people know, but uh, that just kind of reflects on who you are as a person and, and brings out your other side. I mean, you talk about the battle with cancer and over, overcoming that. And I know you share with me that you have a good group of uh, women uh, survivors of cancer that have become lifelong friends in that uh, struggle to overcome uh, cancer. So that's one other piece of who Mandy is that I got to know a little bit. Um, you know, obviously. So maybe share a little bit of that and, and what that means for your life and the group that you built out of it and the friendships that you built out of that overcome and struggle.
1: Um, yeah. You know, it was, it was, it was a shock because um, again, my mother, uh, my mother passed uh, pretty suddenly after I was married. So I didn't, um you know, so that was oh my gosh it's been twenty years now so you know and and my mother and I and I learned a lot from my mother because you know she wasn't much of of um, somebody who would share a lot of personal stuff you know and and so I didn't know a lot about her medical history and, and all that stuff you know in England and all all that and so when I was young and I was diagnosed with um, with the flu- the tumor. Um, at you know right after I got married, it I was it was a shock to the system and I didn't know and you know you hear the word cancer and you're just you're like what what? I'm I'm too young for this. And so it, it was a journey and I'm very thankful for my husband Rob because one of the most supportive um <laughs> I can go on about that man. He is um, he is uh, he is he's my rock, and he is a support system like nobody's business. And so you know, it was one of those things I dealt with at an early age, trying to start a career, trying to do all this stuff. And you know, you 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 start to surround yourself by these people. And one of my dear friends at the time, Katie Darcy, um, I had been diagnosed, and I had just had my first lumpectomy and, and and surgery. And she's like, "We're doing the breast cancer walk," and we literally two months later ended up, or three months later ended up doing this breast cancer walk and meeting all these amazing, wonderful people. And then, um, and then we just continued to do the Avon walk for, for years. And, and just meeting these, these wonderful women that were just like, they weren't quitting it. It, 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 it wasn't a death sentence to them, even though some of them did not survive their, their disease, it still wasn't. And so that in itself was so inspiring. And I think, that also changed my life. And the idea that I was like, look, uh, this isn't going to beat me. And, you know, and I'm going to fight it no matter what. And, you know, and, and so if I can do this, then life itself is, I mean, come on, you know, we can do anything, say yes to anything. Um, And I think that's what that did for me. But, you know, that experience, I I never want to say, I'm I'm glad I had that experience, because you never want to go through that. But it just showed me that, you know, if you're strong and you have faith and you, you surround yourself by amazing people, you can get through a lot in life um, and not give up and not, and, and, you know, and when you do want to give up, you got the people yelling at you, you know, and, and smacking upside the head going, what are you doing? You know, and that, and, and you're very grateful for that. Maybe not at the moment that they're doing it, but, um, but you become, and then, you know, you, you are very grateful and, and the people like Katie and, and um, and Antonio and Christina and uh, and all my my dear friends that did that for me, I'm very grateful. So so that that was a big deal in my life.
0: And 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 then you know you told me that you uh, um, besides all the other stuff and, and I'm just kind of sharing stuff that I learned from you hanging out with you in Duluth, Minnesota. Who uh, really? <laughs> wow, well, I'm going to mention that thing too, but I'll save that for later. She knows what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> It's a bowl, but I'll leave it there. Um, <laughs> but seriously, you know, you also mentioned, um, you know, doing a triathlon and you told me a story about that, that I'd love you to share with the audience. Cause, cause I'm like a triathlon, really <laughs> not something that I would do or have done. So I was impressed just from the start, but the stories gets even better. So go ahead and share, share that.
1: OK, so the funny thing was um, I a friend of mine, um, Sabrina Wind, who is a producer in town. And I, kn- I knew her because I'd auditioned for a lot of the shows that she was on. And w- she had known that I had gotten breast cancer. And um, and she does this thing, uh, this this group with with, um, with doing triathlons. She's like, hey, you should come do a triathlon. I was like, yeah, I'm athletic. I'm sure I can do that. Absolutely having no idea what a triathlon enti- entailed at all. Like, I, I was like, yeah, swimming, <laughs> running, whatever, I can do that. So we did, We did. St- I started, and I was like, what do, what do you mean nine months out? Whatever, I, you know. And my first time in the pool, I was like, I have to swim how far? And the guy looked at me, and he goes, um, yeah, you don't know how to swim. I go, no, no, I know how to swim. He goes, no, you know how to survive in the water, and you play and can d- – but you don't really know how to swim and i was like okay so then the next six months <laughs> i proceeded to learn how to swim wow. and um and then we'd run and we'd bike and we would do all this stuff and um and so it came down to the day we're doing the malibu uh triathlon and they put you in all these um groups and you know it was age groups and different stuff and um and so you're off and you, you, the first thing you do is you do the swim and it's, you know, and that day it happened to be really clear, but the, but the, the tide was kind of going against us and everything. And I always thought to myself, if a shark's going to come eat me, I don't (laughs) want the water to be clear. Let, let it just be this, you know? And so that freaked me out a little bit. And, um, so we get in the water and we're, we're going, we're going, and I'm like, I'm I'm having the time. Like it's, I'd like to say that Mandy did this, you know, montage of, she became, you know, Michael Phelps. She did not. Um, So we're going and we're swimming. And at one point I kind of stopped and I'm doing like every stroke you can imagine trying to get, you know, this, and there's like no one around me. And I was like, okay. So then what happened was I'm going and, and of course the tears are starting to come. So I'm like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And this gentleman is passing me and he is, um, he he has no arm and he has he's amputee and he is passing me and quite steadily like just going by me and i looked and i stopped and it was this moment that came after me and i said do not give up if that man can do that and swim by you and 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 not only swim but run and ride a bike and all i kept thinking was and I'm going to get a little teary now is he's swimming by me and he's not giving up. And I am, and I am not going to give up. And it was one of those moments in my life that like, whatever you believe in faith, whatever, came down and like not tapped me on the head, but hit me on the head and said, really, you're going to give up. And Mm. so I started swimming and I'm, I'm not kidding you. I'm crying. And there's these, um, there are these uh, lifeguards that are like, and I'm like, don't touch me because once they touch you, you're done. Like you have to leave, yeah. and you' the, the triathlon's gone. So I'm swimming, I'm swimming, I'm swimming, and I I turn the thing and I see the shore, and I'm just I'm crying out of We can do this, we can do this. And the, at this point, the gentleman is like up, getting on his bike, going, and I see the I see I see the sand, and I get there, and the trainers for this program were so amazing, and they were there, and I hit the sand, and all I could do was face first, go in. And I thought to myself, and it was that moment in my life that I'm like, you're not giving up ever. I don't care. You were blessed. You were lucky. It doesn't matter what obstacles are in your way. That man that you just saw, whether he was a figment of my imagination of whatever it was, he never gave up. And it was just that moment in me that just went, oh, wow, that I am. I am exactly where I'm supposed to be right now to learn that lesson of you are, you have two arms, two legs, you know, you are, you can do anything you put your mind to. And that, and that to me was one of those things, but, and, and I tell the story now because it, I tell it in a funny way because I'm like, yeah, it was so bad that somebody, you know, passed me, but, but it was <laughs> such a heart changing, life changing experience for me. And I thank Sabrina wind, because, you know, I would have never done that if she didn't, you know, um, suggest me doing that, but it was, it was, it was amazing you know and then the bike and the run and everything so
0: well I know when you told me that story it was so powerful because you're right and then that message that you're sharing to not give up that you know that lesson that lesson that touched you that moment to not give up last weekend I saw a, a guy Nick Verzak, who is was born without arms and legs and he's a motivational speaker and he's mind-boggling he just once again he shares the message of what you can do in life. And, and he obviously was born with not, no arms, no legs. And yet it didn't impact his life. And he said at first he didn't believe he could have a family or kids or a wife. Well, he's got a wife. He has four kids. And he's just he's traveled the world and changed people's lives. So not give up that message from you, that moment that in the water that, that realized that it wasn't just about that. yeah, don't give up in the water, but don't give up in life. And I think that's a powerful yeah. message. I know, I know when you yeah. shared that with me it was it was super powerful. So um, I mean the other thing I want to kind of and, and we're kind of running towards time and um, I want to share another big or two other big parts of you is you know a, a big part of what you do too is is something that I think we all can learn from, which is service, is being able to uh, serve others, to uh, donate your time, volunteer, make a difference in people's lives, and that's another big part of who you are. You volunteer with Foster Kids, and you have had for a long time. So, share a little bit about that. What got you there, and what does that give you? Because you know, there's a saying that uh, the 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 gift of living is given, and you know, you give by volunteering and helping. So, share a little bit of that story.
1: Um, you know, is,
0: uh, I mean, uh, living well, is given.
1: Well, you know, it was really funny because I started at UCLA because UCLA used to have this, this, um, program called big sister, big brother. And it was a, it was, um, broom partners did it and, um, you'd volunteer and you'd become like a, a, a mentor to, um, a kid in, um, in inner city, Los Angeles, you know, during when you're at college. And, um, I did it for a couple of years and I was partnered with a couple of kids, um, the first one was a young gentleman um, who I had taken to a lot of, uh, I'd taken to the beach for the first time and he lives in Los Angeles and he's like, you know, I've never been to the beach. And, and it was just one of those things where I was like, and again, it takes me back to there are days when I don't want to get out of bed or there are days when I don't think and then I, I have to think to myself, no, you're here to, today you could, you could help somebody, you can change somebody's life. You know, you may not, you may not think your life is going the way you want it to go, but you, if you get out of bed and you go out and you do something, you volunteer, you do it, you can change somebody else's life. So don't always think about your life. Don't always think about you. And, um, and so then uh, a friend of mine, Mandy Fabian, who I mentioned earlier, um, there was this thing called um, Kids in the Spotlight and they do, uh, it's like, um it's a script to screen kind of program for these foster kids where they bring people, professionals from Hollywood And you work with them and they write scripts and they, and it was kind of, again, another experience where it was, you got to meet these kids who live in a facility and they got to storytell. They, you got to help them tell their story. And let me tell you, some of those scripts were so amazing that I'm just like, oh my God. And so we, we continue to do that program. Um, and then, you know, anytime I can go out and, you know, I did a lot of the, um, wheel meals on wheels, the, the, um, You know, uh, Burbank has a a big food uh, shelter here downtown. There's a lot of opportunity to to volunteer. But the foster kid thing to me is so um, important because I think when we teach kids at a young age, they don't have anyone to count on, that there's nobody there to support them, then what do they have to lose? And they don't have anything to lose. And I think, you know, I'm not lucky enough to have kids um, because, you know, of, of, you know, having cancer for so much in my life. And I realize that if we don't give the kids the foundation to think that somebody's there to help them, then they are, they're lost and they, they don't feel like they have a future. And so for, for the foster kid um, the foster uh, organizations are so important because we do need volunteers. We do need, you know, there are a lot of um, foster kids who have made it um, successful, not only in the entertainment industry, but in a lot of other industries. And I think if we don't give back or we don't, Um, go and 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 help these kids you know then what are we doing because you know you you see a lot of the things in the news and stuff and it's a lot of these these kids who didn't have support and you know and and there was a a young girl and I'll tell just a teeny tiny story where um, she had been in a foster care system for a while and she didn't Really speak to a lot of people, and and she got to a point where you know there's certain conversations you have to have with girls at a at a certain age in their lives, and I remember having this conversation with her, and 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 her crying, and and it was my first experience, and she just goes, you know, that's all I need, I just need someone to say it's going to be okay, wow. and it and it was one of those things where I was like, holy cow, and I said it's going to be a, it's going to be hard, don't get me wrong, but you know, and I think that if we can give anybody or especially children the idea that, you know, or the, the, the faith. And that I think that's what's the most important thing about what we do, you know? And, and again, it's just the support and it's the idea that life is hard. It's hard for everybody. And I think that's, that was another, and I'm sorry that I, I get so emotional. when I talk about this. Um, I think that's the the thing that with, especially with the children is, you know, people see all this social media stuff and they think, Oh my God, everyone's life is so good. And I always say, no, 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 no. That's, that's their life on, on, you know, social media, that is not their life in, in real life. And, and, and and we have to, I think, especially in Hollywood and, and, um, and in, in life, adults teach kids that, you know, you, you make the life that you lead, and it's not always, and sometimes it's not pretty. And sometimes, you know, but we have to accept who we are, and what, what, you know, what life's given us, and we can, overcome that stuff. So I think that's why it's so important for the foster, for anybody to go and volunteer, um, you know, TIG charity who did, who does, um, kids in the spotlight, huge organization. It's so wonderful. And, um, you know, and, and, you know, had a great experience with them. Um, but there's a lot of organizations out there, uh, that need volunteers and, you know, and again, you can do it on a daily thing. You can call up any of these places and go, Hey, I have dated volunteer and they'll let you do, you know, so, it's, it's a great, it's a great feeling that you can give back to things like that. So
0: 100%. And I think that, you know, that was part, I mean, a big part of obviously us working together was why I wanted you on the show and the, you know, some of the fun stuff we did in film and, and, and all that. But I think the more important reason I wanted you on the show was these reasons, your message of, of service, your me- message of volunteering, your message of helping others and giving back and being grateful because I think that's what people need to hear more of now more than ever. And so I congratulate you for consistently uh, making that a big part of your life because, you know, even if you touch one person's life, that's very important. And, and you know, obviously the more chances you get, the more chances you get to touch somebody's life and maybe make somebody's life who's harder than yours better. So thank you. Thank you. I think um, it's a good model for people to follow. And I'm going to wrap up with, um, Uh, something that's very special to you. And we all found out about it, if we didn't know, which is your dad, who is a military veteran and always would have the experience on the set constantly because Mandy was always in touch with him uh, via phone, uh, via uh, Facebook or, you know, a live and whatever. And she would share it around to the whole crew and have us (laughs) say hello to him and talk to him and just always make that human connection when she wasn't with him personally. And I just think that I was just always amazed by that, um, you know, that specialness that you, uh, how much you gave to that. And and so share a little bit about that and about him, because he's a really cool guy, obviously. (laughs)
1: Um, Yeah, everybody, if you if you're friends with me on Facebook, you know, or Instagram, you know how much uh, how close I am to my father. He just turned 87 yesterday. Um, We've thrown him a birthday. uh, Happy birthday to him. Yep. Um, you know, my dad was in the military for my entire life. So, and, and the man, and, and I can absolutely say the man was never unemployed, which to me is such an inspiration because, you know, I remember growing up and he was, he had two or three jobs. You know he'd work at night, he'd but he, you know, he did civil service. Um, and he also was the, you know, the one who taught me how to throw a softball and a baseball and a football and, you know, um, and forgave a lot of, um, of my mischief when I was younger and just, you know, always taught me and always would say these zingers, you know, it was just, it would, you know, it was, it was an interesting, um, it was an interesting situation growing up with him because my dad went to the sixth grade. Like he didn't, you know, he went into the military. He faked his high school. I don't want to say that out loud. Um, but he, you know, GED and he got into the military and, and stuff at a young age. And, um, and He was always kind of this hero. You know, we we lived a very middle class life. Um, You know, when I was sixteen, I got a car. They couldn't afford it, but I got it anyway. Um, You know, they tried very hard to um, to give me a life that you know they didn't have themselves. And so I always respected that about my dad. And it was he was never this guy that you know was showy. He didn't do any. You know, he he was just this really great man who showed up every day, went to my games. Um, you know, uh, supported me um, and just did everything, you know, that he possibly could. And so as he's gotten older um, and now he lives in Arizona in a wonderful place called Inspira um, with my stepmother, Judy, um, I'm realizing even at that age, we they need as much help as we do. And when I say as much help, I mean, like, The hellos every day that you know, and and I I actually pay attention more to like elderly people, um in in our communities now. You know, it's very important that you know. Rob always laughs at me when you know we're at the Costco parking lot. If there's somebody putting something in their car that they can't do, I'm 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 always eager to help them because, you know, especially if they're older because you know my father. I always hope that somebody would do that for my father and and so like like I said he makes him happy when I'm on FaceTime and he gets to see what I'm doing cuz he has no idea what what it's like to be in the business um you know he watches a movie and he's like oh so it says your name on the front um so are you are you, you going to be an are you acting in this and I was like no dad he's like oh so what do you do and I was like and and I go i, I don't have enough time <laughs> you know so he's just wonderful supportive amazing guy that I just, you know, and his military, um, you know, he is a, he he is such a supporter of the military, this, this man and St. Jude's. Oh my God. Don't even get me started about St. Jude's. Um, (laughs) but he's just this, he, he's just loves this country and he couldn't be prouder and he came from nothing. And, you know, um, and it's just, he makes me proud every day. And, and that's, you know, if I can make him proud and live up to, you know, the sacrifices that he's made, you know, we, it used to be, I guess, in in every family, you had somebody that was in the military at some point in your life. And now there's less people that have that. And, you know, if I can just explain to them what sacrifices people make, I mean, you know, my dad was away from us for 18 months at some point, you know, and, but he was doing that to support his family and to support a country that he loves. And I appreciate that.
0: Well, I think that's a powerful note to end on. Thank you so much, Mandy. I mean, I think you took us through a, a great journey <laughs> of the film industry, acting and, and life. And but more importantly, being courageous, being strong, uh, appreciating people, having gra- gratitude, looking out for others, you know, looking out for the elderly, helping young people. I mean, just that whole package. I mean, I think you you shared a powerful message, and I'm I'm honored to have you as a friend honored to work with you. We've had a g- great time with you in uh, uh, two movies now and obviously three movies, one uh, when you acted in and, and then two others. So it's been a great journey. Anything you would like to finish up and say and, and share with people as we uh, close it up. And once again, thank you so much for being part of this.
1: Well, I got to tell you, you know, if, if anybody's inspiring to anybody, it's you, you do a lot of stuff with the military. You are I have to tell you, John, and and again, I, you know, I'm just going to say this, and I and I've said this to you privately and and publicly is, you know, you're one of the most inspiring, outgoing, positive people I've ever met, and so you know, you're you're pure inspiration, and and you know, and there's a lot of times that in these movies, I was like, what am I doing? And you just said, nope, you can do it. Come on, you can. And so I I appreciate you and and am grateful that I know you. So I appreciate it.
0: Well, I, I think we're both blessed to have, have uh, come come together on a Sunday horse—a uh, um, pretty uh, interesting experience <laughs> that brought us together, to brought us to here today. And so yeah. I think we're both—I know I'm blessed by uh, that experience that have you in my life, and and thank you so much. And I, I know you got other projects coming up, uh, other movies like Theo Fleury. Um, and you've also been a champion for Minnesota and Duluth, Minnesota, and I'm sure we're going to see a lot more of you. And and hopefully, I'm going to work with you on a lot more in the future. How would people contact you? What's the best way uh, to reach out to you, or uh, how to uh, if anybody wanted to reach out?
1: Um, uh, they could reach out um, on Instagram, private, or you know, on Facebook. Um, right. Any of that, and stuff, just you know? direct
0: message you on either one of those. Yep. yep.
1: Yeah. Okay. And I'm I'm Excellent. pretty good at getting back to people and stuff like that, and and everything. And then if they want to reach out to you, you can, you know, that's great.
0: I'll tell you of course, if they come to me and, and have a project or have a re something to involve uh, you with. Uh, absolutely.
1: And I also want to, before we go is I, and I know we didn't mention them earlier, but you know, somebody that two people that were very uh, somebody that was very helpful on was um, Bill Watson. I wanted to mention his name about the hockey um, and Tom Stinder and those guys, you know, real, real big supporters in Duluth. We appreciate you.
0: And, and you know you mentioned Ricky mcManus sherry uh um, um, who's also the film commission a couple of people have been watching some commented uh, local people uh, from um Dave Nelson who's our crew is crafty another guy Marcus who did security so a lot of people watched and you mentioned and there was so many people to be thankful for uh, for and I think you know we we were and bill bill was great uh I had
1: <laughs> Tyler Carlson, I mean there's all yeah, there's I know the uh, names
0: go on and on. We could yeah, do a Charlie, whole show.
1: Charlie, Charlie. <laughs> there's so many.
0: Indeed. But we had a great time and we made a lot of new friends. And, and that's the other great thing about what we get to do is we make friends wherever we go. And they uh and and some of them last a lifetime and some last for a while, but it, it's uh-huh. always a great time. Yep. Well, thank you, Mandy. Have a great one. I look forward to uh, working thank with you in the future. It. Thank you for coming okay, on. Guys.
1: Thank okay. you. Bye.
0: Bye. All right, everybody, that was a very powerful show, I believe. Mandy, I think, uh, shared a lot of messages of courage, um, you know, never giving up, and just a lot of things that you uh, service, gratitude, uh, treating people uh, well. So if, if you haven't had a chance to watch it, watch it on the, it'll be on uh, my uh, YouTube, John Duffy Live Courageously YouTube channel. You can always watch it in the future. Share it with other people uh, if you want to reach out to Mandy on any uh film projects, reach out to me, direct message me, and I can always share that with her. And once again, um, there's now there's 20 uh, Live Courageously podcasts. You can watch any or all of them. And hopefully join us again next week at 12 o'clock and two o'clock. I'll have two more guests on, and I'm going to try and step up and do a lot more of these uh, this year. So everybody, have a great time. Thank you. Uh, May you make your life a masterpiece.